you won't be able to pass on this lockdown coverage. We've got all the sports covered on the Devin Dixon Show, ESPN Sports Radio 97.7. Welcome back, everybody. It's The Drive, ESPN 97.7. And uh, as promised, John Ursua joining us live on the hotline, the uh, newest member of the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday afternoon, drafted in the seventh round. 236th overall. John, how are you, man? It's been a long time since we've talked. Well, yeah, I'm doing great now, you know. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. You were the first Region 9 football player to be drafted since Doug Jolly in 2002, man. How, how, how does that feel when I say that out loud? It's been a long time since we've had somebody from Southern Utah drafted. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Obviously, I didn't I didn't know that, but that's, that's cool to be a part of that uh, that little group. Tell tell me what were your thoughts when you got the phone call from John Snyder and Pete Carroll, man? Yeah, um, so I had been talking to John Snyder and Pete early that morning before the draft that even started. They just, you know, wanted to wish me luck. Um, but so they had told me they were going to draft me, the whole, the whole shenanigans. Um, but then, you know, obviously you never know what's going to happen with the draft. They, they called me twice in the seventh in the middle of the seventh round and they said hey we we obviously don't have a seventh round pick um so we want to offer you a deal with with the free agent um and so i was like man i I can't take that right now i'm gonna wait till this draft is finished and see see what happens and the third time they called me they said hey are you ready and i said ready i was like what ready for what they said we just traded up next year's sixth round pick for you right now we're on the clock and so it was a crazy experience. I, it, it was it was crazy talking to him and just going through that day. You're going to be catching footballs from Russell Wilson this fall, man. What's the, what, what goes through your mind when I say that out loud? Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, Russell actually called me right after I got drafted. Um, he he called me up. He's like, "Hey, man, I heard you're a touchdown machine," and you know he's he was excited to play with me. But I think I was a little bit more excited. I, I was jumping up and down when he said it was Russell Wilson. <laughs> Uh, Wilson, so it's going to be crazy and it's going to be fun. John Ursua with us here live on ESPN Radio. Uh, spent some time running, dodging everybody at Cedar City, and what, what <laughs> you know? What are some some of your favorite memories from from playing in Region Nine, buddy? I mean, I mentioned that that state game against Desert Hills. Mike Needham yeah. was on that Thunder team. That was one of the best high school football games I've ever seen. So it had to be pretty fun to be a part of that game. Oh yeah, by far. I mean, that was that was a loaded team. You know, you had Ty uh, um, Rutledge, Rutledge. You had you know Mike Needham. You had Josh. Um, these guys had a great team. But you know, playing in that Region Nine was just such a great experience because um, I think everybody kind of underestimated that region and how tough it actually was. And so week in week out was just a battle. Um, and so it, it was just fun being able to play in that region and play such good football down in southern utah how how fun was it after your high school career to get out there in hawaii i mean you led the nation with 16 touchdown receptions you had almost 1400 yards you you had big playability every time you ran a route 15.1 yards per catch man what what was the, the the fun part about playing out there for the rainbow warriors man it was just you know we we sling that ball and uh to be a part of that offense and to be inside the inside receiver position in that offense is it's literally unreal and unbelievable how, how many touches and how many opportunities you have to um 
you know, make plays and do what you're, what you're capable of. And so it was, it was a fun time for me and to play for the, the state of Hawaii was just a, an honor. How, 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 you know, you told me the story about how, you know, you weren't ready to sign a free agent deal and, and then you got the call, that third call, you know, what does that mean to you knowing the Seahawks, you know, wanted you that bad? Yeah, and they'd already drafted two receivers, John. What did they tell you about that whole situation? Yeah, no, I I, I had been watching the draft since day one. I saw them pick up the both of the two outside receivers, the bigger receivers, and obviously they, you know, they didn't think they were going to get Metcalf because he kind of fell later into that, uh, that second round. And so um, – you know, they picked up the two receivers, and I was like, man, I don't know what to think because they said they're going to get me, but now they're picking two receivers. And so, But the fact that they showed that their dedication and their trust in me to give up a next year's pick uh, and to feel wanted, it, it was just an unbelievable moment because, I mean, this is a dream coach that I've wanted to play for my whole life, Pete Carroll. And um, so it, it was crazy, but I'm just so grateful for that uh, chance I have. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you have roots here in Utah. They also selected, you know, Cody Barton from Utah and Marquise Blair from Utah. Do you know those guys at all? Um, I'm not. I'm, I don't know them. I know of them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Utah had some solid athletes go get drafted this this this, uh, this year. So it was, it's going to be cool to, you know, knowing that I'm, I have some ties in Utah and they, they played out here. It will connect for sure. Obviously, you've put in a lot of work to get to this point. To hear your name called on draft day is a huge blessing. But now the real work begins, man. I mean, uh, seventh rounder, you got a lot of work to do, but a lot of people believe you can make this roster. And I know that's your goal and your mindset. Talk to me about the task at hand and what you're going to do to get ready to make that team. Yeah, I mean, this, this no matter what, that that's just the beginning, the stepping stone. You know, the, the whole draft process is a long process, and it's a very – you know, it's a very rare opportunity that people get drafted, but the the work begins now. That that that's kind of, you know, you, you celebrate with your family and you you hurrah with everybody, but in reality, that's just the beginning. And now I got to make that 53 man roster, and I'm just I'm so ready because, you know, going back to them giving me a chance is just like I don't want to let them down, and I and I know I can do this, so it's going to be so fun. Who was most excited for you other than yourself? Uh, someone in your family? I mean, one of your siblings? Or, you know, who, who was just pumped for you to get drafted? Take, take me behind the scenes when you got the call. Oh, well, I got the call, and everybody was still kind of wondering what was going on because, you know, they had called me two times prior to that with, with just the free agent deal. But, um, you know, my brothers were definitely stoked for me once. I threw off my New York Yankee hat and I put on that Seattle hat and my brothers and were just jumping up and down and I was going crazy. And so it was, my parents were there too. They're, they're crying. And so it was just, it was just a surreal moment for me. Yeah. Obviously a lot of football talent in your entire family. Uh, that had to be a wonderful moment. What What are your thoughts about the Seattle Seahawks fan base, man? Get up there in front of all those 12s. It's going to be electric every time you step on that field. Yeah, I mean, they got the loudest stadium in SL, and they, they've showed some great support already. I know, you know, some of them were questioning why, why Seattle was bringing in so many receivers, but a lot of the fans seem, you know, to be reaching out to me and showing their support and their love. So I'm excited to perform out there and do my thing out in the 12. What What are your thoughts about uh, get, getting in there? Um, will it be a little bit surreal, do you think, once you get uh, to camp? Um, is it is it – 
Is it hard to stay grounded, do you think? I mean, you've never done this before, but you're going to be on the same field as Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, all these stars in the National Football League that you've been watching all your life growing up. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's going to be a grind. And, um, you know, it, you know it, the thing that kind of helped me out is when I went on these visits, I did the 30 visits uh, at Green Bay, Seattle, and Detroit, and I got to see some of the guys, and I was just looking at them, and I was like, man, we're just – we're all the same. Like these guys are just normal dudes. I mean, obviously they they've made a name for themselves uh, in the National Football League, but there's no there's no reason why I can't do the same. So I'm just I'm very hungry. I'm going to come out there with a chip on my shoulder just because I feel like I should have been drafted a little bit earlier. But that's that's my own personal thoughts. Yeah, no doubt about that. But there's nothing wrong with being highly motivated, man, and proving everybody that you were worth a you know a day two pick if not higher. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that. That just goes back to having a chip on my shoulder and just proving everybody that, you know, I, I, I'm capable of doing this just as well as a first-round pick guy. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's going to be fun. What are, what are your thoughts on uh, maybe learning and picking Tyler Lockett's uh, brain a little bit when you get to camp? Oh, I'm going to – I am I mean, Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin, I, I'm sure there's still – I mean, Baldwin's still going to be around here and there. So uh, I'm just – I'm really – that's the one part I'm really excited for is just – picking people's brains who have been doing it for a while and have been doing it with a lot of success. So it's going to be – it's always a learning experience. you got to stay humble through this process, and that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, obviously exciting now that you've been drafted. John Ursua, our guest here, live on ESPN Radio. But talk about the grind. What was it going through the draft process, pro day, all those different things, having everybody look at you, the uncertainty of not knowing if you're going to get drafted, waiting till the final <laughs> day. I mean, now that it's over, can you just relax just a little bit and take a deep breath? Oh, I, I definitely took a breath once it was done. You know, it was like such a long day from, from, from watching it from the fourth round and then having that sixth round finish. And I was like, man, am I going to get drafted or what? Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. And, everybody's sitting around looking at you and it's the most stressful day that like it, it's so stressful i've never been more stressed like but i've been trying to hold it together and um you know i stayed patient and once that call happened it was just rejoice from there for for seahawk fans that maybe haven't seen you play at the university of hawaii what, what do you think some of your biggest attributes are that will make it a good fit out in seattle for, maybe, for routes hands i mean you got the whole package obviously you got drafted in the national football league <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it, 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 I'm, you know, just utilizing my talents, man. I think they utilize their, their uh, inside receiver a lot. You know, obviously you look at the production Baldwin has done in Tyler Lockett. And for me to have that chance to be in a system like that, I think I'm going to bring a lot of that same explosiveness and those big play capabilities uh, to this team. You know, just my yards after catch, my yak, you know, catching the ball, exploding up the field. So, I'm just going to bring that same energy and take it and run run with it. Obviously, uh, that's something we saw firsthand a few years back when you were running up there for the Redmen of Cedar City, man. You <laughs> you always made four or five or six guys miss on every single play, man. That hasn't changed <laughs> over the years. Yeah, no, that's something I had I kept with me, and that's one of uh, you know one of the joys that, that I find playing football is just being able to make people miss. So. How how fun was it to to be on the the Blitnikoff uh, Award watch list this year? I think you were on the the Polynesian watch list this year too. How cool was getting some of that national recognition? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, I got you know I was on it my sophomore season. I, uh, I didn't make the finalists, and so going into my junior season, I 
I put down my goal, you know, it was to win the Bolitnikoff award, um, to get 1500 yards and et cetera. I had a few other goals, but, um, you know, it was just a huge blessing to be a, amongst the best receivers. And, uh, you know, I mean, I was leading the country for the first eight, nine weeks. And, and so it was just, uh, it was just a huge blessing for me. Honestly, it was, you know, just, I took it day, game by game. It didn't really matter if I was getting recognition or not. It's a, it's a game, a team sport, but, uh, it was fun to be a part of that. Uh, obviously, uh, what what do you weigh right now? I've seen you listed anywhere from one seventy five all the way up to one eighty two. What what are you weighing in at right now? Do you even know? No, I'm I'm at one eighty five right now. Eighty five. Yeah. What what was the fastest they clocked your forty time in the last month? Uh, well, I was nursing my hamstring, so I only did, I only ran it once at my pro day, and I ran a four five five, and so. I was a little disappointed with my time, but, uh, you know, obviously I was having, I was taking care of my hammy and I didn't run it again since then because I, I'm, you know, I've just been trying to get ready for camp. So what, what, yeah. you, you've seen the headlines with the potential injury that could be, you know, career threatening with Doug Baldwin. Obviously that's why they moved back into the seventh round to take you to give some depth to that wide receiver core and, and potentially replace Doug Baldwin. Those are big shoes to fill, buddy. How do you feel about that? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's a huge, some huge shoes to fill. I mean, he's, he's been, you know, one of the best elite receivers in the, in the NFL. And so to be able to, you know, but like you said, it's just going to go back to picking Tyler Lockett's brain, getting in the playbook, you know, because once I get everything down as far as the plays and, them trusting in me i can just play football from there and i think i i'm i can do just as much as any other receiver out there what 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 is the plan right now what's the conversations with your agent when do you get up to seattle you know what what is your training regiment switch to now that you've been drafted um well i head up to seattle on uh on thursday so you know we we kind of finished that deal and then that i think we start mini camp here in the next week so yeah, I'm gonna get up there and just get going. They they got they had they sent me out a playbook already, and so just studying and trying to get on top of it as much as I can. Yeah, have you have you are you scrolling? Are you gonna spend a couple nights before you fly out there watching uh, you know some of last year's games of the Seahawks just to kind of see some of the tendencies that Russell Wilson and the offense like to do? Oh yeah, I mean they sent me a whole iPad, so I'm, I'm I got the iPad. I got every play. I got every script they ever ran so it's going to be a long night and studying and just it's like i'm back in school again but just you know for <laughs> it's just going to be fun it's just going to be re- related to football so a lot easier i did not realize that you would already have got the team ipad with everything on it man they don't mess around that came quick they express mailed that uh, oh yeah they express found that for sure because they came knocking on my door this morning and i said whoa all right uh <laughs> i guess i guess uh i'm gonna be studying here you're hired, man. You're hired. You're on the job. It's time to get to work, buddy. Exactly. Exactly. John Ursua, man. Obviously, great to have you here on ESPN Radio. I'm sure all the, the football fans here in southern Utah that watched you at the high school level probably excited to hear you on the show and, and hear about the journey, man, from Cedar to Hawaii and now to the Seattle Seahawks, buddy. Congratulations from all of us. Can't wait to watch you up there in the Northwest. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, bud. Talk to you soon. We'll be in touch. All uh. right. All right, take care. John Ursua, everybody. Great story. Again, first Region 9 player selected in the draft since Doug Jolly went to the Oakland Raiders in 2002. Man, a great journey. 
And, you know, it was interesting because I sent a tweet as soon as I heard his name call that I, I was not expecting the Seattle Seahawks to move back into the seventh round, just like John said he wasn't expecting the Seattle Seahawks to move back up into the seventh round to take him. That's how much they wanted him. That gives you a really good feeling that, you know, seventh rounders don't always make squads. In fact, I don't know what the statistic is, but that's tough, right? I mean, 40% of your draft picks, you know, don't even make your team sometimes, the 53-man roster. But to give up a future sixth-rounder to take Ursua, they did not want to risk not being able to draft him or to sign him to a free agent deal. And a lot of times, you know, John played it smart. He said, hey, I'm going to keep my options on the table. They kind of forced the Seattle Seahawks' hand a little bit. That's a great job by him, his agent, to, to, to make sure that he was wanted. And he certainly was. And in how Seattle, you know, overall, a lot of people love the Seattle draft class. This was a really, really good job done by Pete Carroll and John Snyder. I mean, they, they went into the draft with just a few picks. I think what, they had four or five picks going into the draft. They ended up taking 11 guys. I mean, they kept trading down, acquiring picks. Uh, they, they obviously traded Frank Clark, so that 29th pick in the first round, they took L.J. Collier out of TCU. A lot of people said that was a little bit of stretch. But, I mean, if he fits into their scheme, I, I don't think it's a stretch. Marquise Blair, a lot of people said when they took the Utah Ute free safety, and we're going to have Patrick Kinahan uh, join us 530, and we'll get his take on Marquise Blair and Cody Barton, the two Utah Utes. They took Blair 47th overall, then they took uh, Cody Barton 88th overall. And then in between those two picks, they took D.K. Metcalf out of Mississippi and then Gary Jennings, both of which are unbelievably great picks at wide receiver. Jennings, playing out there at West Virginia, had numbers. 6-1, good wheels, tough catches. D.K. Metcalf had to go to the right system, and Seattle was one of those teams that he's a great fit because Russell Wilson can throw that deep ball into tight windows. Um, I-, I like uh, Ugo Amadi. I think that's a great pick out of Oregon. Uh, they got another D-tackle in DeMarcus Christmas late out of Florida State. Got a chance to fight for a roster spot. Travis Homer adding depth to the running back position. They, they, they keep Ben Burr curving out of UW local in the fifth round. That, that guy's got a chance. Him and Barton are going to be great special team players if they can make the 53, which I think they can. And they add depth to that, that linebacking core. We use Bobby and KJ aren't getting any younger. And Kendricks has had some injury issues. So, so it was obviously linebacker, wide receiver were the two areas that they really shored up the most in this draft, taking two linebackers and then taking three wide receivers. Overall, I saw you know, some people giving the Seahawks' entire draft class a, 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 a B grade. I saw a B plus. I saw I looked at a couple different sites. I thought it was a really solid class. I love the John Ursua pick. Obviously, I call a lot of his games in high school. He is electric. And uh, fun for, for fans that watched him at the high school level. We're keeping tabs on him out of Hawaii like I was. I, I texted my buddies on our little, uh, you guys know him from the Northwest. We got a little Go Hawks thread. And uh, I was like, Seattle just took a kid from Southern Utah. And they're like, who is he? And they're asking me and drilling me questions about him. And I was just so excited. I don't even know if I answered any of their questions. Because this kid, this kid's got a chance. He's got a really good chance to be a good, good NFL player. But And with Doug Baldwin's uncertainty, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But, John, great interview, a lot of fun to have. And we've got to take a break. Lots more on the draft coming up, lots more from the weekend. Uh, keep listening all week long to win tickets for this Saturday, Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas. We've got the 
Monster Energy Supercross Finals, and we've got tickets with FanFest tickets. So we're going to be hooking you up every single day, all week long through Thursday between 4 and 6 p.m. So keep your ears on for the Motocross Sounder so we can get you down to Vegas this weekend. Quick timeout. We're back on The Drive ESPN Radio.